Um, Wally's kind of a hater, so. I, I mean, he didn't lie. He that boy did have uh, his haircut was looking a fool. <laughs> we're not even lock, talking about the that. locks. We're, a better look. We're not, we're not even talking about that. The locks are actually a better look. I'm ready for them to not be blonde anymore, though, and I appreciate how they kind of always let them know that it's bleach blonde. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about just like his little jealousy when he was going off on uh, Jackson, talking about, "Oh, you left me on the team, and you Aquaman now, and I'm still this kid." Being, I know he was, he was being influenced. Control, okay. What they that you got me sticking up for a flash. <laughs> like, come on now. That was in his heart. He thought that y'all welcome back to another episode of another relaunch i am your host virgil hawkins aka static uh i am david aileen aka prodigy Ooh, yes oh <laughs> never mind <laughs> <laughs> you want to be useless today how are you doing, how are you doing? <laughs> i'm doing great <laughs> mm, i'm doing wonderful having a great day you know it's um it's been like warmer out now out here Okay. Uh, it's not yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, the rate has been wild. People in LA already don't know how to drive. Like, mm-hmm. nobody uses turning signals and like nobody's paying attention because everybody's on their phone. But <laughs> make it rain here and like everyone is like, what is this? Yeah. And then on top yeah. of that, like, the city isn't structured enough to like, contain a lot of that water water which we like need <laughs> it's like fires <laughs> i was because y'all were going through like a drought for a very long time and things Little. it was really hot and things were <laughs> randomly catching on fire i we're like i don't Little know <laughs> yeah welcome to la it's fun <laughs> all right hey everybody wants to go that's what they say i'm having a good time <laughs> so it's, okay. i'm having a great time <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm great, you know. Okay, well that's good. I have not been dealing with like extreme heat and fires or anything like that. It's been very cold here. I think it's like 20 oh. degrees. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, it's so cold, it's so windy. Da, da, da. You know, I was going to the gym. They're like, are you bundled up for the gym? I'm like, I'm sitting in the house with my heat on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't do well with the cold. Mm-mm, not at all. But other than that, things are great. It was a very exciting week with the X-Men vote that was going on on Twitter. I hope everyone got involved. <laughs> hope everyone voted for somebody. Voted for Frenzy specifically. But we will also okay, accept yeah. votes for Dazzler. I voted for Frenzy. Um, that's my girl. I um, It seemed everyone had a good time this year. People weren't too nasty like they have been in the past, which was great to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, everyone kept the light, everyone kept it fun The ads were good, Marvel came out With their little smear campaigns That was fun to see Yeah, I heard Streets was saying Dazzler doing it For uh, the streams, because the streams Were down <laughs> 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 She running for a comeback You know, she always it's makes all it So, it always comes back No, no, what they say No press is bad Viola. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You> try... <laughs> try that. 
<laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get up into these updates for the week. Okay, so uh, this was a pretty big week for DC, and uh, James Gunn came out and released the plan that uh, DC Studios now, as it's being called, uh, will have for their future slate of movies and television, as well as animation. Um, this like new chapter is being called Gods and Monsters and uh, includes the following projects. Now, on the movie side, there is a Superman Legacy, which is going to be done by James Gunn, and it's supposed to be um, a younger, kind of just getting started Superman, um, and it will not star Henry Cavill. Um, he definitely made that clear and <laughs> said that, that will not he will not be a part of this movie. Uh, the Bat, uh, it's not called the Batman. Sorry, uh, the Brave and the Bold which is the Batman and movie about Batman and Robin, but Robin will be Damien. So to kind of give you like that father-son dynamic with Batman, uh, there is also going to be a Swamp Thing movie as well as The Authority, which will obviously star one of my favorites, Apollo. Super excited for that. Um, there's also Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And um, on the TV side, there is Waller, which will be about Amanda Waller, which will also still st star Viola Davis. She's coming back for that. Um, Lanterns, which is one to be a TV series, kind of in a true crime sense. Um, it'll star Hal Jordan, as well as my fave, Jon Stewart. Um, super excited for that, which I hope really turns into like something bigger, but we'll get to that. Uh, there's also Creature Commandos, which is an animated series. Um, I think this is also going to be HBO Max. I wasn't sure if this is going to be there on Amazon. I know Amazon has to deal with them. We'll see. Uh, there's also Booster Gold. Y'all know who Booster Gold is. <laughs> and uh, Paradox Lost, which is um, the... Well, Booster Gold, for the people who don't know, is he is from the future. He's like a loser. And but he wants to be famous, so he takes this time travel tech and a suit, goes back into the past and makes himself a superhero so he can be like famous. And he deals with like imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Um, and the other TV show they had was Paradox Lost, which what will be about the Amazons like pre Diana. Um, it's supposed to give you like a Game of Thrones kind of feel and stuff like that, but it's all Amazons. Now, this lot. It's a lot. Um, and they did also break down what will continue on to be the like DC universe as it stands. You know, Aquaman is still coming as well as The Flash, but The Flash will be kind of a reset. And from there, certain movies will be part of like the DC universe and that timeline and anything else will be DC Elseworlds. So um, I believe Swamp Thing is an Elseworlds movie as well as the Batman the sequel, which is called The Batman Part Two. <laughs> That's <laughs> else. I um, and I think the, <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Um, also, the Joker Part Two movie will also be an Elseworlds film. Um, oh, it seemed like that's yeah, with Gaga Harley. I forgot that was coming out. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, Gaga's going to be funny during that press tour, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, this is a lot of stuff that they kind of got coming out. I am excited for some of it. Um, I still think James Gunn is a weirdo, but whatever. <laughs> um, um, I'm excited for a lot of it, too. I think, obviously, Swamp Thing is a big gift for me. I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan. The Authority has Midnighter, so I'm super excited for that. Oh, I'm super excited for him to show up in that. I think the Paradise Lost thing is going to be really good. I... 
have gone on record to say, I think the Amazon stories are kind of at their best when Diana's not involved or she has like a very small part. So that's going to be cool to see. Everything else, I think it's going to be fun. It'll be interesting to see who starts getting casted. I think I heard somewhere that are they still going to do the um, the Coats Black Superman movie? Oh, yes, that is also going to be done. Um, but I think that is an Elseworlds movie. Well, that'll also be too. So it'll just, I guess that's the thing also you kind of got to think about with DC. Yes, it feels a lot more structured with James Gunn around just saying all these things. But again, that company's got some bad luck. So once we start actually see some things getting made, some things coming out, cool. No, we got And like, where are they getting the money for this? Because <laughs> I thought WB was like selling everything but the kitchen sink. <laughs> okay, because they couldn't do anything else. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I'm excited for, I guess, more of the Elseworlds movies like um, Blue Beetle and Aquaman, because they're alleged uh, for the most part. I think I'm just well. well they said there might be a third Aquaman. Yeah, there might be a third one. I think they said they always kind of envisioned that to be a trilogy, and Blue Beetle still may continue on. I don't know. Allegedly, they had to kind of remove some Wonder Woman scenes because she was in it. Um, but you know they're not continuing <laughs> with her anymore. <laughs> that was the win for us. I am, I'm, 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 mm, I don't know. We'll see. I I can't believe Flash yeah. is still going though. I feel like I feel like that is all like publicity and like publicists being like we can't deter people from seeing this movie so we kind of have to say oh we might still keep him and blah 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 because they're still gonna put it out like they spent like 200 million dollars on it they're stuck with it so they have to try to recoup some money for it and it would probably be bad for them to say well the lead of this movie who we know is not a very good person we're firing them so people probably feel like well i don't even want to see this movie right now and they are already broke, <laughs> so they need yeah. to get the money back. Okay. I don't At know. least that's how the I kind of rationalize it to myself. They also keep saying it's very good. They like really want you to be excited to watch it, and I just mm-hmm. think just just reset it, just do it, show me the ending. That's all I need. They cast someone who doesn't know how to run. I was never <laughs> going to be excited for them to be the Flash. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> that so wasn't gonna happen. Five minutes. That's really all we need. And it's like a big explosion. Do they run backwards? Do like electricity and stuff the flash does? Just do it. Just show me that clip on Twitter. I could check out the rest. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Gun ends up like tweeting it out afterwards <laughs> to be like, hey, go to the the ending y'all. We're starting fresh after this moment. So accept okay. it. Um, again, I will. I do appreciate that Gunn is very like transparent with everything, um, and also very upfront about the comic book stuff. Um, all of the books that he mentioned on his Twitter, as well as in that video that he posted talking about this new slate and the comics. I'm sorry, the movies that the comics were going to be based off of. Um, I'm sorry, the comics that. The comics that were going to be used mm-hmm. to adapt these movies, <laughs> they all sold out everywhere because on Amazon because they were actually being mentioned, like Supergirl as well as The Authority. Yeah. Uh, this was selling out everywhere because all he did was just say what they were. And I would hope that 
you know, Marvel would also do something similar to assist with that the comic really book awesome. sales. And I will say that a lot of the comics that they mentioned for the Slay adaptations are really good comics. That Supergirl uh, World of Tomorrow book is like amazing, has beautiful art. I picked up an issue or two mm-hmm. of it. It was just really good. You know, they've obviously got some Morrison Batman stuff in there. The Authority books are really good, so that's going to be a thing. Uh, it's an exciting time. Swamp Thing. Oh. Yeah, Swamp Thing. I've seen a lot of people get excited for the Swamp Thing thing. They've I've said that James Mangold is in talks to like direct it, so that's a pretty good win. It's a win. I might like dress up for the premiere of that, if it comes up. Right, right. So you you being smart, you know, still being cautious with them. You've been scorned <laughs> before. <laughs> You're not going only back. do but so much. We now we move <laughs> forward. We learn from our mistakes. That's the key. I know that's right. All right. So let's go ahead and then take a break and then we'll come right back. Cool. I don't, like I'm the, not gonna lie. I don't like it in the preview for that new book. I don't like it in there either. It's time for a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody posted something and I saw that hair. I said, oh no, man. Oh, but it's a fool. Yeah, that's none of that. Well, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the comic section of the show. It was a nice little full week of books that we had come out. It's also the start of Black History Month. So we had like a really nice special that came out with that too. Um, we'll get into the mentions. There was a, a few DC anthologies that actually came out. There was another tie-in for the Lazarus Pit event that's going on. Everyone's getting their little and get some stories in there. That's this one was kind of the weakest one that I've read so far, but we move. I don't really understand that event as a whole. I'm just having a good time. There was DC, <laughs> <laughs> there was the DC romances anthology that came out that was, you know, their little Valentine's Day thing. So it was a lot of different characters talking about their relationships. There was some fun ones in there. Uh, a lot of superhero girls got together and apparently a bunch of them went on dates with Aquaman or think Aquaman is hot. So they were like talking about that. Um, that was cute. The Apollo story was my favorite. Shout out to that one. Uh, I was just about to say, there was an Apollo and Midnighter story. And, like, so usually in their stories, Midnighter has to save Apollo for whatever reason. And this one actually had Apollo save on the day. So that was a nice little twist they had going in there. Of course, Ivy and Harley got their stories. And there was just a bunch going on. Really nice thing to pick up. Avengers 65 was out. We are gearing up towards the end of Mr. Aaron's runs, tying in with the Avengers Forever book as well. It's a big multiverse saga. It's fine. It's crazy. It's big. I like Avengers. I don't know what to tell you. And Moon Knight 20 came out as well. It just be really good. I don't know. I can't say that every week. It's just a good book. Go pick up Moon Knight, guys. And Wakanda number five came out. I haven't been following this series as a whole. This was the final issue and it focused on Okoye. I really like Okoye. So I picked okay. it up. It was hot. Brandon Thomas wrote it. And at the end, she liked oh. it on TV. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> So I think if you're into Okoye, go ahead and go pick that up. Um, and getting to the main books of the week, the first up on our list was the DC Power Celebration. That was that special we were talking about. It had a lot of different creators focusing on some Black heroes in the DC universe and just some stories. We had like Bumblebee and Nubia, Cyborg, John Stewart was in there, of course, Calder and Kid Flash. Did you read this? How did you feel? Who I did. 
so I actually bought this um, first because I was like, oh, the Black uh, DC Black History Month book is out. Like, I'm definitely going to get this. I want to tap in. And um, turns out it's actually available for people who have DC Infinite. So if you didn't buy it, it's available on there if you got the app. So check it out, um, everybody. But yeah, actually, I really... I really liked it. Um, the John Stewart story, I'm not even kidding. Like the beginning kind of almost made me tear up. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh, this is sad. Like John has been my favorite character since I was a kid. Him and Static have been my top two favorite DC characters. And like the whole bullying thing and him like trying to like him overcoming that fear and like the ways that he used it to come overcome that fear and all that kind of stuff was really great to see. Um, so that was great. Um, I didn't really need Teen Lantern in it. I don't really like her, but like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Aqua, the Aquaman and Flash kids, the Kid Flash story was really great. Um, normally, sometimes I can like cringe at Teen Speak, but I think that's truly, I don't know. With I don't know for some reason with this story, when I was reading it, it felt less like a writer trying to force the kids to be like internet speak and these kids just talking like two black kids. Like they felt yeah. like just regular black kids and not just like, um, I also think what happens with a lot of like older creators, black creators, especially when they're writing teen characters, they tend to write the teen characters the way they would have talked if they were the teen, mm-hmm. like back in their day. That's why you have so many characters nowadays talking about, Oh, my favorite rap group is the Wu-Tang clan. Or, you know, I listen to like, the blues or something like that. Like, no, what are you talking about? Why would this child <laughs> Why would they do that? say that? Like, no, that was your favorite thing when you were a kid, but that's not how they're talking. And I like that this didn't really do that. Um, Wally's kind of a hater, so... I, I mean, he didn't lie. He, that boy did have... Uh, his haircut was looking a fool. <laughs> we're not even lock, talking about the that. The locks are better look. We're, we're not even talking about that. The locks are actually a better look. I'm ready for them to not be blonde anymore, though. And I appreciate how they kind of always let them know that it's Bleach Blonde. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about just, like, his little jealousy when he was going off on uh, Jackson, talking about, oh, you left me on the team, and you Aquaman now, and I'm still this kid. Being, I know he was, he was being, being influenced. Mind control, okay? What they that you got me sticking up for a flash. <laughs> like, come on now. That was in his heart. He felt that somewhere, so. Yeah. He felt the way he had they, got back, they got back together, you know, in a good spot at the end, but my eye is on him now. He's a little bit of a hater, so we're just going to watch that from the side. But other than that, I thought it was really good. Um, The Cyborg story especially, I thought was, like, really, really good. Shout out to them. Oh gosh, that was so, the writer of this is also <laughs> going to be writing his solo book that's coming out soon, and I was a little oh, that's great. cautious about it because the writer, <clears throat> excuse me, he won the milestone writing program so like that's why he's getting to write the book and the artist though is one that i'm not really super fond of so i was kind of like you know the art is not really gonna be super up on high on my list and i'm unfamiliar with the writer but reading this little story in this book i was blown away i was like yeah this is some good stuff him saying booyah like equating it with the tv show that he watched as a kid and all that stuff and like this was the kind of stuff 
this is the kind of stuff that I want with Cyborg. And I think that a lot of writers tend to leave out on a lot of his stories. We always get the man versus the machine thing. Is he more Cyborg than he is human? People look at him crazy, da-da-da. David Walker moved past a lot of that stuff and had his cybernetics enhanced. He could come up kind of a human form. I know there's been a lot of debate lately about whether people think that's a good aspect of his power or not. Some people feel as though he shouldn't be able to look human. Some people feel as though that he should. Whatever. He can't do it right now anyway. So, (laughs) 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 but like just adding extra nuance to like his stories and just his actual character has been something that we've been looking forward to. So I'm really excited for the book now. I'm even going like power through the art. Mm, I mean, artists can change. So that's the word. I don't know. DC kind of likes keeping their artists on the board, which shout out to them is a good thing to do. They do. They do. So, Sometimes they switch them up though, because I remember Action Comics for a while was Daniel San Perry. He was only there, he was really only there for like <laughs> like yeah. an arc. I kind of noticed he's kind of become like an opener for a lot of comic books. Like you go get three issues, the Vixen and Batwing story that was kind of weird to me. <laughs> I never but expected I liked it. to see them together. I was like, oh. I, I liked it. I liked it. I was like, okay, I kind of like it. But then, you know, I like Vixen and John together. So I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I don't know so if I can fully support sideways. I think it just took me like for a second. I was like, oh, like you said, I've never expected to see them together. So it was kind of like, okay, I don't know how to take this. But I like the story itself. I guess also. I I like the team up. I guess I can see the chemistry. I, I guess I don't realize like how old Batwing is supposed to be, though. Or maybe how young Vixen is supposed to be. Mm, I think I think Vixen is supposed to be younger than you might be giving her. I'm not calling her old. I'm just saying. I, I don't think you are calling her a little old. If she's gonna be, if she's gonna be with John, <laughs> now see, <laughs> she needs to be a little bit older. Now why is John? Oh, why are you thinking he old? <laughs> oh, I don't know what to tell you. No, you the cartoon told me he was old. It's not. No. The cartoon told me he was Blue Marvel. I watched Justice League Unlimited <laughs> weeks ago. Okay. No. No. That was not a young man. <laughs> he is not old. Don't let that confuse y'all. Um, I okay. did really like uh, her powers in this. The one thing it seemed as though that the artist was doing, and I don't know if this was just communication between the artist or the writer, or if I'm just projecting this idea, but like it felt like the artist was basically drawing like her fighting through these powers. Yeah, like basically fighting through these panels, and then like figuring out different animals for her to use like in these moments of like using her powers for example like when she came up and ripped off her dress and was going to throw a punch like that's a simple like uh action move for anybody to do just go up and throw a punch but for to that punch into a ram it was a great idea in my opinion or when she blocked that um thing with her back easily that could have just been somebody with super strength or something blocking it with the back but to make it a tortoise a tortoise shell was great. I think yeah. like stuff like that was really cool to see. Yeah, I and like it was I really nice. I know yeah. I was about to say, I feel like a lot of artists have been really kind of emphasizing drawing some type of projection of the animal that Vixen's using when she's um like 
rushing in that power. But like I did like the mm-hmm. way they tore the show, especially breaking or something. I was like, oh, I've never seen anything like that on her before. But again, it adds that extra emphasis that like she's a little bit stronger right now. She could take whatever she's got. So I was like, that was hot. Kudos yeah. for her. I like this. I think a lot of the DC anthology books have been really, really good as of late. I think a lot of these stories are really good. I think we've talked before, sometimes when we get things like this, they can feel a little bit pandery or mm-hmm. on sometimes trauma, which is a lot of things that some people don't always want. And I think a lot of these have kind of moved away from both of those aspects. Of course, you do need some trauma in there every now and again. And I think you get that, like you said, John was sad. Um, yeah. But, and you had the Amazing Man story. That was yeah. like man story that, that was actually like really really good his green costume was mm-hmm. awesome i'm totally a fan of that i, I like, love that headpiece i love that headpiece <laughs> so all in all it was like just really good all around kudos to all the creators i would give this like a solid four out of five yeah same same here i definitely give it a four out of five it was a really great um addition to like the the black anthology books that they put out yeah all right, next up on our list is Scarlet Witch number two, and that comes from Steve Orlando and Sarah Pacelli. So you you haven't picked this up yet, right? You're getting the next issue for Lorna, though. I'll be there when Lorna's there. Okay. <laughs> not, be- not before, not too much longer after. <laughs> so. Okay, okay. Well, in this issue, so at the end of last issue, Viv Vision came through Wanda's little magical door saying that she needed her help. Uh, Wanda and Viv kind of sit down and discuss their relationship. They talk about how her mom was created off of Wanda's brain pattern. So Wanda's saying all of these things about how their family, she's kind of her daughter. She considers them they should be close. Viv is very much like, not at all. Viv says, that does not make us family. <laughs> you are not my mother. You are not my aunt. We are not that close. That's not how You're family no works. Mother. <laughs> She's like, I just need your help really fast. But Wanda's like, let me, you know, she's really leaning into this family thing. Nonetheless, Viv has been being haunted by these nightmares. Wanda goes into her mind. She finds out that it's Dream Queen. She pops up in this really hot design. For those who don't know, I am like a huge fan of Dream Queen. I like saw her in some random comic years ago. And she had, if you've never seen her before, go and Google her. You probably see her if you're looking at YouTube. She's got this long green hair. She's got these horns popping out. Demon mother, magic. You know I love a bad girl. She's got a whip. It's hot. Mm. Wanda comes up to her. They start having a little bit of a magical battle. She's doing things to her. She's trapping her. She's turning her into like a nightmare version of herself. Wanda's fighting back. She's kind of doing it with ease, which was a little bit bothersome to me. I would like to see Wanda struggle a little bit more against some of these villains. I feel like she has been taking people down very easily, which is like, okay, cool. She's powerful, but also like, let me see the push and pull of that power. And nonetheless, she finds a way to outsmart Dream Queen, sends her off. Dream Queen feeds, excuse me, off of like torment, sorrow, all those type of bad things. Wanda does it so she actually will need bliss to survive however it'll still taste to her so she'll get like a lot of negative effects from it and i was like that's the nasty little mean water that i like to see every now (laughs) (laughs) viv leaves at the end of the issue um we kind of see that uh wanda wrote a letter to lorna and lorna's written her back she needs her help with something so she's going to pop up in the next issue there was also a backup story featuring Storm comes to tell Wanda about Magneto dying. She asks her to help her go get some magic tea, or excuse me, a magic flower that's going to use to create her tea. 
And Storm does magic for the first time. She creates her first spell. So I think oh, it was a magic storm for magic storm fans everywhere. They won. She's got it. They've been waiting it, for a long time. Now she's even more powerful. Wanda confirmed it for her. She was like, you know, you come from a long line of powerful witches. You see it in you. They're like going to storm sees this fog and she clears it. And Wanda's like, oh, that was actually a magical fog. You know, other people wouldn't be able to see that. Like, your magic is potent. She uh, calls out to her ancestor, Aisha. It's hot. Mm. It looks cute. It's really good for the Magic Storm fans. So shout out to them. It was a good time. I think this book is cool in itself. I I don't know. You don't like it's, Wanda taking her tour around the Marvel Universe right now when everybody's stopping in through her door? I don't mind that. And I've, so I've, let me say, I've tried a couple of Wanda books before. I remember the, um, I think it was James Robinson who was writing the book. I mm-hmm. was reading that. Her last solo. Had different artists, her last solo. I've read some of the stuff with her and Vision. And reading this, Wanda is very, I don't know, nice. Mm-hmm. And I even think about it, like, just in the way that she was talking to Viv and, like, really pushing this family thing and just kind of, you know, and Viv even pushing back to be like, no, not really. Calm down. I will talk to my dad mm-hmm. and see what he says. I feel like Wanda would approach it with a little bit more caution. Yes, she's gone through a lot of things, but again, like Wanda's kind of, to me, she's always been a little bit nasty. And I get that she can kind of grow from that, but just to be so much in the space of like, come on to me, it's, it's just a very like overt feeling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could just be imagining it. Other than that. I mean, I always story- recall Wanda having too much of a bite. Like, yes, yeah, she may buck up every now and then, but like, She's kind of a mean girl. Like, you can think about times when her and Rogue was going back and forth for Uncanny Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. Even, like, when she was going through a lot of her, I guess now we come back, and her, like, breakdown <clears throat> periods. She mm-hmm. gets mean. But that could just be me re- reading Wanda, of course. Um, the book itself, I think, is fine. We seem to be kind of going with, like, a villain of the week thing at the moment. So yeah. I'll be interested to see the when you yeah, and what goes on next to that. All in all, the art is, like, beautiful, but Chelly is absolutely killing it. And she's kind of carrying the book for me right now. Lorna's going to look good next issue, so you should be excited for that. I've seen the preview, and she looks great in it so far. Um, we got to get her out of that skirt. Um, it's looking a little too uh, casual. but <laughs> And like I said, she flies too much for her to be in one. Like, Well, they're not looking up. She knows how to angle herself. She's that's true. She's on the cover of X Men, <laughs> and Cyclops Blast has to cover her skirt because she's flying in, <laughs> legs first. <laughs> the skirt, the skirt is high. It's a cute little thing. It's a ditty. Um, I like it. I'm excited for it. I, I think give that's cute that she wrote. Want, she wrote Lorna a letter because she can't come to Krakoa. So I think that's cute that they did like a handwritten thing. Well, I wouldn't. Say that last part. I'm pretty sure she can step on Coco whenever she wants. She is the great redeemer. That's true. That's true. They love her, but it was cute. I they like anybody on that area now, anyway. So <laughs> it really don't I matter. Say, Tony's about to come live there in a few months. It's fine. Yeah. No, no, no. I would give this like a three out of five. The story is solid, but I really think the art is kind of carrying most of this for me. Um, we'll see what else goes on. I'm going to keep reading this. And a final book of the week is Bloodline, Daughter of Blade, number one, that comes from Donnie Lore. 
excuse me, Danny Lore and Karen S. Darbo. Now, let me just say, I've talked about Bloodline before and some of the little things that he's read. I was not feeling her. This book, complete 180. I am here. I am a believer. I have turned around absolutely. This is like exactly the kind of stuff that I had been waiting for that I hadn't been seeing. I think we were just talking earlier about like internet speak, ting speak, things like that. A lot of those bloodline stories before had that and in the worst possible way, very much giving hey fellow kids. It just never came together. This here, Brielle felt like a fully formed character. Any slang that she was using with her friends like felt natural. The whole conversation with the other kids that she has. Well, excuse me, let me talk about the issue a little bit. Basically, she's you see her years ago <laughs> with her mom. She kind of discovers who Blade is. They talk about it a little bit, like this is your dad, blah, blah, blah. We get to the present day. Her mom she's black. Some, she was in, her mom is black, yes. Black love. <laughs> she's getting in trouble in school. And her mom is basically there meeting with the principal, but the mom kind of shuts it down. She's like laying out the facts. She's like, technically, my daughter hasn't done anything wrong. So why do you have me in this office? I'm on her side, Brielle. Get up. Okay. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> it was hot. Been there. Um, they, <laughs> okay. And it's like, I was wrong, but thank you for sticking up for me anyway. <laughs> As they're walking home, they get attacked by a vampire. Brielle kind of stops back out to fight. She also, her mom pops out to fight. They realize the next day, we both know about vampires. And so they kind of have a discussion about it, but not really letting each other know that there's more to be said on both sides. Brielle has to go to school. She talks to her friends about it, and another new girl joins the class. She goes about her day. She's going to do, like, some vampire hunting, and she runs into somebody in an old abandoned house. Turns out to be this new girl who just joined the classroom. So it seems like something might be going on. She doesn't, the new girl doesn't really seem like a vampire, though. I think she might be another type of slayer character. So it seems like we're getting like some Buffy Faith Kendra vibes going on, which is like, could be cool to see. By the end of the issue, we do finally see Blade. He's talking to T'Challa, who's telling him about some added security he's had to do. Blade said he's got to leave his job for a second doing the vampire detect- uh, sheriff stuff. Family comes first. And the issue ends, so I'm pretty sure the next issue will finally get the meeting on him and Brielle. And it was exciting. The art is really cool. It kind of has a little bit of an anime vibe, so I think people who like that will really be into it. And it's moved. I die every time you say it like that. (laughs) It's cute. My gosh. It's like again, Brielle. I'm here for her now. I'm really excited to see where the rest of this goes. I'm excited to see Blade kind of interact with her. I'm excited to see Blade interact with the mama also, see what was going on there, how they met, how that all started. I loved it. I would give this, a, again, I think I would give this like a four out of five. It was a lot better than I was anticipating. And it continues the upswing of good Blade content that we have. That is wild, oh. especially after you said like Blade doesn't get great content. And now look. Look at what we needed. Turning the ship around. <laughs> Turning the ship around and getting ready for a movie that may or may not be good. Sometimes synergy helps. Maybe he'll get that ongoing as we get closer to, you know, filming. That's what I mean. Like, again, we've been doing a lot of little one-shots of him in the Vampire Nation. It showed up in a couple of other books. This Bloodline thing will build up her story and I think kind of create the avenue that Blade can go and do that full-time and then you can have her doing whatever. I can easily see her joining up with a new Young Avengers team that might join up or whatever they want to make the next team group. It's still the champions, maybe. They could redo the champions, but she'll be on there. Okay, so this will now be, you know, Blade and his 
little teen protege. His little teen daughter protege. It'll be cute. He might take her to the Vampire Nation for a tour or something. You know. Okay. I can't even get into her look. I can't even get into the like, you know, the hardcore girl, girl thing. Pop, the alter girl. The all, the all black girl. Yeah. <laughs> the all black girl. She got purple hair. You know, I love a girl with purple hair. Um, mm-hmm. but again, like, just the turner. I don't know. Maybe we were just working out some kinks on those first few stories, but here, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got to where we needed to be, at least for this first issue. And that at least got me more excited to really read the next and see what else happens here. So I'm here for it. I highly recommend it. And those are the books of the week. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, that moves us over into the AR club for this week. And, you know, because uh, Justice League Eliminate was leaving, we don't have anything for this week. So uh, we were going to read something for the month of February. So send over some suggestions of what you guys would like to read for this month. Um, any kind of event, any kind of like 12 issue, you know, first start of a book, whatever you guys want to get into. Um, what do you think? Marvel or DC? We'll obviously take suggestions, but what are you leaning towards? Well, I guess we, I was about to say, DC doesn't get a lot of love, but we just watched Justice League Unlimited. So Marvel. Marvel, see what they got going. Okay. Yeah. I'll think of some Marvel suggestions too, but send us your guys' suggestions if you guys want to read for the month of February for the club. Um, but let's take a break and then we'll come right back. Cool. everybody welcome back to the relaunch section of the show and it's my week to do a character and so with it being black history month and him having a little vignette in the dc power celebration story my relaunch for the week is mr jackson hyde aquaman now walk with me they've been trying to do a lot of different things with my boy here um they've set him up obviously as aquaman they seem to be kind of continuing on with that i do think that if they were to do another aquaman series they would not make him the sole lead of it, and Arthur would have to be involved in it in some way, in some fashion. I've kind of gotten to the point where if he is going to be Aquaman, I want him to have his journey as Aquaman without Arthur, and I want him to have his own shot at that now. So with my relaunch for him is actually bringing back the Aquaman in the other series. Now, this was a series that came out during the Jeff Johns era of Aquaman himself. He created a spinoff book that had this team of people that Arthur met when he was younger, still like mad about Black Manta and all of those kind of things. And their job was to get Atlantean artifacts. They came back a few more times. There was a girl that Arthur used to sleep with that Mara didn't like. So <laughs> because you know that's what they would do and then the other pages would come a few of them died they've gotten all the artifacts back and then they went their separate ways i want to bring this team back and i really do want to add that emphasis on the atlantean artifacts but not only just atlantean the zebelian stuff too i think that needs to be something that really continues to set jackson apart from arthur he's not from atlantis he's got the zebelian heritage and then you can open up the avenues of the other kingdoms and get more into that i would bring some of the folks that he's gotten from his time as aquaman bring in the Lorena, because I'm always going to bring Lorena back, and she was mentioned at the end of the series, so she exists in the DCU somewhere. Um, I think it will also be a nice place to bring Garth. He is, Mm. for lack of better words, he is the Forgotten Titan. They're about to have a whole relaunch of a book, and he's nowhere in sight. 
And that's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think he was a founding member. <laughs> he was a it's like really sad. But he doesn't have any other places to go. So I think if you kind of partner him with Jackson, it'll honestly, which is kind of crazy to say, it'll help his stock rise. Yeah. And that's like insane because he predates him by decades. Well, but nonetheless, yeah. bring him in, bring Lorraine in. Maybe like give him some spotlight. Give him some spotlight. His emphasis on magic is something that everybody loves. And again, he's got his own heritage with like being a Atlantean with purple eyes. That's supposed to have a lot more mysticism and things going on in Atlantis. We could go see Arthur's mom again, but like Jackson gets to meet her. Like just kind of like redo some things and really emphasize that land that they've got under the water. And Jackson is obviously the lead of that. And so that way, if they do their own Aquaman book solo, it can just be Arthur doing his stuff. But here you do have Aquaman and the others with Jackson focusing on him, driving his story, and giving him a new avenue to just partake in in the DCU. They've been doing good things with him, trying to like include him in events and keep him around. But it's starting to get to the point where it's like February, Black History Month, June, and Pride Month. I need something all year round. Yeah, a little bit more consistency would be great, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Now, would you want this book to be like a backup for Aquaman or a, its own separate like ongoing thing for him? I wouldn't mind testing it out as a backup in the beginning. I think those backups from DC have been really, really good. So yes, you could definitely do that. Eventually, though, I would like it to be able to form to its own fully formed book. Mm-hmm. And they could just you know, have like their good of it. It doesn't even have to be an ongoing series. I wouldn't mind like a five issue mini every now and again, a six issue mini here and there, like just to kind of push them out or like bring them when they do a, a Lazarus planet, like the others Lazarus planet tie in. Boom, there you go. But that's how I want it. I wouldn't be surprised if Aquaman could do a, you know, Aquaman book and one or the other one takes the the mini or the backup section and then they kind of switch sometimes where, you know, mm-hmm. Arthur is now in the mini, but that could be good too. You know, and Jackson's then the main story. A bit more Jackson and Andy because you always got to get them together eventually. He's helping raise her. That's his little sister. And then we don't have to bring back that other sister that came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know they love a a secret sibling. I was not a fan of that. She can go. She was cool. Mm, okay. <laughs> I didn't mind her. Whatever. But I like this idea. I think Jackson could be have a really like long running mm-hmm. staple within the DC world, especially as Aquaman, and not really going back he to Aquaman. And I think a lot of people like it. And again, I think Young Justice. And the people that reached in his role in that and becoming Aquaman has helped a lot. I think he's just become a big, important character in the Aquaman mythos in general. They're coming out with the new um, McFarlane toy line, and he's a part of it. Oh, wow. It's him, Arthur, Black Manta, and Ocean Master. Oh, wow. And so it's like, yeah, like, it's a really cool thing that they're doing, and they're all getting, like, their own little Aquaman stories. And when they were talking about Aquaman 3 with, with James Gunn and... Jason Momoa and all that, uh, so many people were talking, they're like, oh, this is how you bring Jackson in. Again, Garth does not even register for people. I think Tula registers for more people than Garth does. Dang. I think it's because for so long he just was not being used and people just did not resonate with him. And then Jackson just came and stole the thunder. Like, what was he gonna do? Jackson hit it out the park. And then honestly, like, I like Garth. I am a fan of Garth. He's cool. He's not that interesting. 
He's not. No, I like Tempest, but I can admit when a character is boring, even though I like him. He just, he just does not have it. And again, cool you look at the way the Titans have come back. Great costume, like the costume is hot, and that's really what mm-hmm. saves them. The costume is hot, and then the purple eyes. Like it's like, okay, we got something, but there's nothing. No, he just stand there. <laughs> he just, he's just there. It's like you don't have the telepathy that Aquaman does. You don't have like the ability to control water like Mira or Jackson do. You just control the temperature of it. So you add in the mysticism, but the mysticism aspect is so ill-defined and you don't really see too much of Atlanta's magic anyway. So it kind of just takes the back burner. And so when you get there, you just got a guy who swims fast and is kind of strong. But a cool costume. And it's just like, okay, we don't need you right now. <laughs> Every, everybody on the team is strong, and we're not going on their order. Yeah. Being an extra Jackson so, would benefit for him, so. It really would. So let's get them in there. Let's make them brothers. Okay. Aquaman the Outsider, starring Jackson and his friends. The others. The others, my fault. I was thinking of. The uh, Batman, Batman, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody always is. <laughs> it's unfortunate it's DC's fault don't blame me alright well that brings us to the end of this show please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast we really appreciate all the support you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at another relaunch you can watch us on YouTube at another relaunch TV you can email us at another relaunch at gmail.com you can find me on most social media platforms at LZ. Keenan where can I find you you guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the All right, y'all, let's get up out of here, and then we'll catch y'all next week. All right, peace. Bye.